Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a very special guest on my show today. I'm so excited about her. Her name is Joy. She is an artist in watercolor, acrylics, pastel, color pencil, graphite threads, and fabric. She has been teaching God's word, especially for women who need help recovering from their brokenness for 40 years through workshops, one-on-one counseling. Joy is also a soloist, a songwriter, and she teaches dance as a form of worship, which can bring great healing to the soul. Her first book published is called after divorce, you can live again. And her newest book is called Step Into Your Supernatural Life. And that's her story of how the Lord led her to Europe and to six countries over a period of two years working in churches. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Joy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Where are you? From Sweden. Sweden. You are in Sweden. So what is the time difference? Uh, It's 730 now. Okay, so there is a seven-hour time difference, and uh, mm. isn't technology great? I mean, yeah, it, it, it sure is. is. It is. So let, let's give the listeners some of your background, Joy. So uh, where were you born and raised, and what was your childhood like? I was born in New Jersey, and I was raised in the Calvinist doctrine. We went to church twice every Sunday. I knew about Jesus. We heard all about Jesus. We were very much a Christian family. There was joy and love, but also serious dysfunctions, which my parents learned from their childhood. They both had nine siblings. So you can imagine the lack of emotional support they had. I'm the second born of four, two sisters and a brother. I know I was wanted very much, but I also felt like I wasn't heard. That is something that I've been dealing with for a long time. You're not listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. By age 29, I started remembering that I was molested as a child by from more than one source. But I didn't remember it until I was 29 years old and the flashbacks started coming. And I also learned that there is such a thing as selective amnesia, which God in his mercy gives to children so that they don't have to deal with something they totally don't understand when they're small. And yet he brings it up to the surface when we're ready to deal with it. My parents were both creative with their hands. My dad was a professional photographer, had his own studio, and he was a carpenter. My mom taught us girls knitting, crochet, sewing, embroidery. We were always coloring in our color books with our 64 box of Crayola crayons. And that was the Christmas present we were always eager to get on Christmas morning. By age eight or nine, Linda and I, my younger sister, we even got oil paint by number sets. Whoa, Mm -hmm. we were so excited. And we started in on them the next day and they were finished within a couple of days. That's how it continued and started for me. Oh, wow. Okay. So you come from a very creative background. Obviously, that is in your DNA. And it's a gift from God, certainly. 
So you and they were they were both musical as well. Oh wow! So. Okay, so when you paint, what do you enjoy most about it? Hmm. Colors. My mm. mother taught me this. She taught us how to harmonize colors. She was very particular about how to dress. And this just flowed into my artwork. The greatest mm -hmm. joy for me is knowing that Holy Spirit is with me when I paint. And he is excited to see what I do. And I trust in him to guide me as I'm painting. So I'm worshiping. I have understood from reading books about this, the creative arts, that it's a worship to God. Whatever we're doing is a worship to him. But he, and he particularly loves it when we love his creation. He's told me, I love how you love my creation. And I want people to see it. And especially in the world today, when there's so much darkness and, and hate and evil, we need to stay focused on what's pure and good and lovely. People need to be reminded. And there's nothing like a beautiful painting or something that's handmade or music. You know how music can touch the soul. We all need these things. Absolutely. You know, and everything we do, because not everyone is gifted like you are in, in the area that you're gifted in, but God has gifted us. And so whatever he has gifted you in, you should definitely be doing it and using it for the glory of God. I mean, that's for sure. So what led you to become a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ? Well, it was my upbringing, but in, let's see, I was 19 when I got married, which was too young. By age 22, I had a son. We had a son together. And over the next six years, there were problems that came up, serious problems. And by 19, let's see, when was it? 1977? Yeah. I understood that I couldn't do some things that my husband wanted me to do and I refused to do it. And I was just so lost and I realized, you know, I've made a mess of my life. I need help. I can't do this anymore because I had made my husband, my God. So I met someone who, who shared her testimony and I had some similarities to it. And I, I told her I wanted to give my life to the Lord. And that was the first time I had head knowledge but that was the first time I really surrendered completely my heart to him. And the first thing I felt was a total lift off of heaviness. And I was not afraid to die. I was not afraid to die. I knew I was going to heaven because in the Calvinist doctrine, that's the question they leave hanging in the air. It's like, you won't know you're saved until you die because God is preordained and la, la, la. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. So mm -hmm. there was always that question. You know, and it's never too light too late to turn your life over to Christ. And someone listening right now, um, just through this broadcast, they can take a pause and ask Jesus into their hearts, just just like a child would, mm -hmm. just with childlike faith. So it, it's never too late. And I love the way you explain that 
you felt that heaviness was lifted off of you. And I can so relate to that because we're not supposed to be carrying all these burdens around. We're supposed to give them to the Lord. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, you were a missionary in Russia in the 90s. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, want, you wanted to know about my reading. Reading. Uh, my interest in reading before okay. we got into that? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I enjoy reading. Of course, the Bible always comes first. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I read the Nancy Drew series and the Bopsy Twins. We had book sets. <laughs> oh, yeah. As an adult, the stories of love, family, and humor is what I uh, was drawn to. And once I moved to Sweden, I started reading Amish novels oh. and also the true, true series of Norwegian families who immigrated to the United States. I really got hooked on that. It was very interesting. Were you, you know, with the right joy? Were you surrounded by books when you were growing up? Like how, how, like some people are and some people are not. Yes, we were always reading. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Most of us were readers. Yeah. And then as I, as I grew older and my faith became deeper, I read lots of Christian teaching on many subjects, all to help me grow in my calling as a leader in worship, praise, and glory of God, together with the creative talents, art instruction books, books on dance, whatever I wanted to grow in, that's what I read. That's smart. You educated yourself. And, uh, you know, that that's what we need to be doing. And and like you said, first and foremost, the Bible, we need to know what the word says and who we are through Christ and uh, know those words well and memorize the word and and also branch out, like you said, and and educate yourself in the other areas, those gifts that God has given you. We need to take a real quick break here. When we come back, um, you're going to hear more from George. Joy on Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. And Joy is my guest today. And she is in Sweden. And how amazing is that? She is seven hours ahead of us. I'm in Kentucky. And I just love how God allows us uh, to use these divine connections for his purposes. Um, Joy, I want to hear all about your first book. After Divorce, You Can Live, and why you wrote it. I didn't want to write it because I knew it would bring up things for me from my divorce, which was finalized in 1985. Mm. The separation started in March of 1978 and went on from there. I wanted to write my experiences in Europe, but the father said, first, the divorce book. (laughs) So I obeyed, (laughs) and he helped me get through it so others could avoid this tragedy in their lives. Mm -hmm. From the start, I point out that childhood dysfunctions are 99% the reason for failed relationships. Mm -hmm. I start with the lies that we grow up believing and answer with God's truth. The Lord also knew that my healing would go deeper for myself as I wrote the book, and that really was true. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just read one of the reviews sure. that are in my book. Let the lips of another man praise you, says the Lord. Absolutely. She was 
from Denmark, a woman that I knew, and I sent her the book and I asked her to read it and give me a review. Mm-hmm. She said, this is a very heartfelt, compact, full of wisdom and to the point book. It is full of truth and clarity to guide you through the maze of lies and truth for anyone dealing with issues in marriage and divorce. You can feel Joy's own story, the discernment and wisdom she has gained through God, walking through many storms in her journey. It's also biblical counsel to set people's paths straight. If you are looking to untangle confusion in your life, both for couples struggling and singles, this will bring clarity to you. I highly recommend it. Wow. That's a nice review. Very nice review. I had four reviews and every one of them said, this is not just for married people. This is for singles as well. And I say that in the book too. Mm -hmm. So some of the things in your book, and you've already mentioned some of the things that you bring up, but um, what, okay. You say you really didn't want to write it, but the Lord led you in that direction as far as bringing healing, how did that work, Joy, as you were writing it? Did you experience the Lord's healing as you were writing your own story? Yeah, and they say, I mean, I understand that when you share your story to those that God directs you to share it to, because you don't share it with everybody, mm-hmm. it brings healing. It releases shame from yourself. That is a big, big thing. It's Divorce was not what I wanted. I fought it as long as I could, but I, I there was nothing I could do about it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing I could do. And then the shame from the sexual abuse, there was, that was also there as well. So. Mm-hmm. so have you received healing as far as what you remembered as a child? Have you received healing in that area? Oh, yes. Over the past... Uh, since I was 29, let's say I'm 30, past 40 years, God has been healing. It's been an ongoing process. And just when you think, okay, I'm okay now. Oh, no. Then up comes another layer. It's like, you know, the layers of an onion skin. There's so many layers. And when you take the first one off, then he's ready to work on the next one and the next one and the next one. So, It's a process. Mm -hmm. It's a process. And I can still, uh, this morning I felt like, I can't do this. I I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Who's going to listen to me? And God said, whoa, whoa. I see you. I hear you. I love you. I will Mm -hmm. help you. That was it. And then he gave me a song to sing. And it just lifted me right back out of it. The closer you get to him... And you learn what you need to learn, the quicker you get out of the times you fall down back into the old thought patterns. That's so good. As we maintain our focus on Christ, as we are steadfast and we trust him, he helps us each step of the way. And um, that peace also, even though things may not be as we want them to be in the world or maybe even in our own lives um, or in our own family, that peace that transcends all understanding. His word promises that it will guard our heart and mind through him as we maintain our focus on him and trust him. Um, Yes, I would love for you to tell us about your, it's fascinating, the title, your second book, 
step into your supernatural life. Why why did you write that? Um before I we go into that, there's just one thing you wanted to know what the readers want what I want oh, the yeah, readers yeah, yeah, to take yeah. away. Yes. Take away from this after the book. review. Yes. Yes. It's not it is not capital N O T the unpardonable sin. He can set you free from grief, abandonment, rejection, and you will be able to love again. Mm -hmm. But you must become whole yourselves first. I was married for 14 years and divorced for seven, 14 years. Mm. About halfway through that single again, I was ready to be married again, not at first. And the Lord said, no, you're not ready. I want you to be whole. I want you to be whole. Right. So 14 years married, 14 years divorced, and then he brought Anders into my life. I love the fact and the way you the way you explain it that you act, you listen to the Lord. You you know what his voice sounds like to you. And I think that is yeah. so important for every single individual person because I hear some people say, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't hear God." But are we focusing on him? Are we listening? Do we rely upon him? Do we trust him? It's it's all those things. And mm-hmm. um, you do have to be listening for his voice and, and read the word. And and he yeah. will direct our path. Yeah. So um, do you want to talk about your husband now or your um, second no. book? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's talk it's, about your second book. How about that? that? Yeah. To close that line about the last book. The number 14 means symbolically deliverance and bridal love. So I was delivered from my first marriage. And then he brought me into a marriage where I I said, Lord, I want to experience marriage the way you intended it. Because my first husband was not born again. Mm. He had many chances to turn his life over. And he always didn't, didn't, didn't make the, the step over the line. So right. but I, I, I have that now. Somebody mm-hmm. I can with that's the most important thing if god is in the center we can work anything out and we've had plenty of opportunities to do that in the 26 (laughs) years we've been married (laughs) i bet you have yeah Yeah. step into your supernatural life that happened before i met anders okay okay yeah so the second book it's my testimonial story of how the lord led me to europe to visit six countries from December 1993 to November 95. Okay. My first assignment was in St. Petersburg, Russia, for the purpose of warning Russian Jews to make Aliyah. I went in for two weeks first to spy out the land to see what I needed to bring back with me because I was going to be there for 10 months, and I learned a lot in that short period. I went back home, packed for my 10-month stay, and he gave me the exact length of time to be there. When Russia was finished, I was back home for nine weeks. He again gave me my itinerary for the following year to five countries, each one a specific length of time. While in Russia, I amazingly made my contacts for the second year with mission ministries that were in St. Petersburg from the countries I would visit. At the time then, I did not know where I was going next when all was said and done. I kept a complete journal of everything that happened, how he led me, and I knew 
I needed to write a book about it because it shows how when you take the limits off yourself and the Lord, he has greater, much greater plans for us than we could ever imagine. My first response was, huh? St. Petersburg, <laughs> Russia? How about St. Petersburg, Florida? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I'll go anywhere, Lord, as long as it's in the USA. Uh-huh. He, he likes a good joke. Mm -hmm. He removed that limit very quickly. Let me say here, we need to be willing as well as obedient and do it with our whole heart. This was a complete walk of faith. I had no money. He actually instructed me to leave my job in 1991 so I could learn how to live by faith in my own country before being sent for the first time out of the USA. My pastor at the time didn't understand this and told my closest friend to cut off relationship with me. Oh, wow. Her name was Lily. But he gave me back friends in Russia and when I came to Sweden with the same name, Lily. I, I got three different friends all with that name. And I knew every time God was saying, I'm giving you back your women friends through mm. another woman. I love that. Hey, Joy, we need to take a real quick break right here, okay? <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Joy, you are a joy to listen to and to communicate with all the way from Sweden. <laughs> okay, so you, I want you to continue. You were talking about your time as a missionary in Russia. So pick it up from where yeah. you left off. Yes, I'm just going to share how it all started. It started with a Russian worship team coming to our church. They shared the persecution of Christians and Jews, especially uh, how his grandmother laid down in front of the police car who had come to take her husband to prison. And they shared so much more, but it was an eye opener for me. Afterwards, I had a word for them that the Lord had sent them to us like Sleeping Beauty to wake up the sleeping princess of the American churches because America is kind of uh, um, uh, not too involved with the rest of the world. Next, someone at church just handed me the book Exodus 2, which tells how many believers in Europe were being led by God to prepare for taking care of another exodus of Jews with farmers stocking up on food, places for them to stay, many different ways my heart was beginning to be set on fire for this vision and let me uh, inject here also when i really gave my heart to the lord i suddenly had such an overwhelming love for the jewish people if i would see an orthodox jews with the curls hanging down and the black hat and everything i, I would just start to cry so mm -hmm. that was one of my main callings to choose first and also to the greek in romans it says that mm -hmm. Then he always tells us first, I had a dream where I was in the basement of a church getting into a white robe. Someone walked up to me and handed me a camera saying, here, there's 45 pictures for you. There was also a partially open door I had to walk through. I understood immediately it was about this journey and first thought, 45 days? Nope. And about three or four ministries came up over the next couple of years with trips to Russia. But each time, Holy Spirit would say, no, not yet. 
When the timing and ministry did come, I entered Russia and was there for my 45th birthday. His timing is perfect and is a lesson I keep having to learn as I wait for other promises to come into view. This call to Russia, to Europe, actually took five years to happen from the first time I learned of it. Wow. I then realized I needed to learn the language. I went into the library and found a set of tapes to study, but could only keep them for three weeks. What am I going to do now? Not much later after that, maybe a couple weeks, I was visiting a friend and she had a friend over and I shared my vision with her. She just looked at me and said, I have those tapes in my closet somewhere. I'll send them to you. And she did. What? Wow. It's, it was just one thing after another. And right before I left to go to Russia, I came into church to say goodbye. And a woman came up to me and she didn't know I was going to Russia. So I had a dream about you. You were giving all your furniture to Russia at the borderline and they were giving you Russian rubles. I just smiled at her. I knew this was confirmation of what he had already told me because my parents thought I was crazy. <laughs> Well, Joy, I mean that that I mean that's amazing and uh thank you for sharing that and I know we don't have a lot of time left but I do want to ask you this what what scripture best sums up your life and why? Zephaniah 3 verse 17. The mm -hmm. Lord your God is in the midst of you. He rejoices over you with song. He rejoices over you with singing. And the word rejoice, rejoice is the Hebrew word Gul, G-U-L-L, and it means to spin around under the influence of violent emotion. When I first learned that, I said, wow, Lord, you really do love dance. Mm -hmm. How much more should we be dancing before you if you are dancing over us? Mm -hmm. And that for me someone who's always loved to express herself with body movements and worship is a verb. It is not something where you sit still. Something should always be moving. That's right. So what, with a minute left, well, I know it's not a lot of time. What is next for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing in my marriage with her husband, Anders Bjork, mm -hmm. 26 years, and we minister together in music. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to publish actually my f my first book, which was a devotional uh, called The Name Escapes Me. Oh, yeah. Daily Cares Belong to Jesus, the 30-day book, 30-day devotional. And I did not publish it through Amazon. I just printed it myself, but I feel a need to to get it up there as well. Right. And I will continually... In my music and creative gifts, hopefully teach workshops on dance because there seems to be some open doors there happening. Mm -hmm. And I've been currently involved since the summer with some Ukrainian women and children refugees living near us. I taught a watercolor class to five women and I, I keep in touch with them. So that's, uh, that's you've got a lot in store for you well our time is up joy you thank you so much for being a guest on shape by faith i really appreciate you and your work You're for the welcome. lord and, and thank you everyone for listening i'm Teresa rowe have a blessed day
Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.